Easter is over, right? We haven't really gotten to, I haven't gotten to teach in a few weeks um, as we've led up to it. Easter has come and gone. Hopefully it reminded you of more than bunnies and eggs and can't, 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 can't candy and stuff. Who here got a lot of that? Who here stirs, who, who here is in the 10th grade up and still gets an Easter bat, in basket? 11th grade and up? 12th grade and up? Tie. <laughs> yeah, baby, all right. That's good, that's good. Everybody needs need, need, need that. Um, I do hope this. I hope that you were, though you may have eaten a lot of, of stuff, who, who here likes the peeps? Anybody here like the peeps? I like the peeps. I like more the chocolate-covered marshmallow Hershey egg-shaped things. Just let's know for next year if you all want to show me some love. Um, I like those a lot. But... Easter, while it's full of that stuff, I might be a little loud if you can turn me down one. Um, it reminds us a lot of, of Christ's love for us, right? Did anybody think about the cross at all? Just nod, if, or just don't, don't move, don't put your hand up. Um, I, I think we did. We think, we think about the love of Christ, how, how wide and how deep it is. In Romans 8, it, it speaks about that. We think about how... Um, I think about how it's. I don't earn it. I'm, I'm not good enough. I didn't sort of earn it by. He thought, man, he's he's a good guy. Uh, that's a, it's a free gift. We can read that in Romans three. Um, but the the question now, Easter's done. So what do we do now? What do we do now? And as I thought about today, I thought, you know what? For some of you, if you're like me, and I've been at this spot many times in my life where I'm at a spot where I go, okay, am I just going to keep doing what every bit, everyone else is doing? Because a lot of times in my life, I've not been content with where I've been. I, I'm not doing the stuff that... I, all, I do some good stuff, but maybe not all, all the stuff. I, I, I follow God, but um, just just enough. And um, and more, let me stick with my friends and what they do. And as long as, I'm a, as long as I just behave a little better than them, then I'm all right. And I don't know about you, but as for me, I, I, I got tired of that. So um, I was trying to think of... of In light of what God has done for me and for you, how do we live our life now? Because we should ask ourselves that. You're, well, I'm sort of young. Well, you still live your life every day. You wake up. You make choices apart from your parents, uh, how you act, what you say. So in light of what God has done for you with the cross and how we pay the price, how do we live our life now? So um, I want us to, to do something to remind you just of some things that you already know. I need everybody to stand up. So, yeah, there, there, there's some scripture. If you've not been here when we've done this, it's easy to pick up. Uh, one of them talk, talks about um, that we, we all sin. Does anybody know where that's found? That we've all sinned. Where? Romans, Romans. R- R- Romans what? Romans 3.23. If, okay, we're just doing slow motion. Everybody does it. Everybody does Because I want you to know this and be reminded of it. Every now and then we get weird. This is a weird night. Sorry. Thank you. We're glad you're here. Four. Four. This is four. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay. So it's what? It's, it's four. All and point everybody else like all, but not that mean. You're scaring me. Y'all are pointing at me. All have sinned. Sin is like 
the devil, right? Though he doesn't look like this, but we're pretending. Come short of the glory of God. Okay, that's Romans 3, 23. Now don't miss what, what it says. Now let's say it loud like you know it. Ready? Go. Okay, that's Romans 3, 23. Romans 6, 23 says what? For the Okay, stop right there. Okay, so this is Romans 6. Right? That the, the wages of what? Sin is what? Death. But, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That, that, that's a JC. Jesus Christ. That's how you do that. Or you might have to switch it for, you, uh, for y'all to say. Our Lord. That's Romans 6, 23. Say it again. For the wages of sin is death. But we don't point guns at people. That's bad nowadays. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our Lord, okay? This is Romans 6, 23. We all sin, okay? We, and and y- y'all, we've taught this. If you've been here any amount of time, you know this. And if you've breathed, you know this. We all sin. And we all, our sin comes short. It earns death. Okay, so let's do Romans 6, 23 again, loud. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, Romans 6.23. From there, there's a verse that's, that's John 14.6. Well-known verse that, that, that talks about... A lot of folks will say, well, there's a lot of ways to God. The Word of God says there's only one way to God. And actually, Jesus himself says there's only one way to God, and it's through him. Through, 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 through Jesus. So it's, so it goes like this. It's Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to Father but by me. Okay, that, that's, that's what he says. Now, it's funny, but don't miss what the verse says. Jesus said, the way that I am the way, the truth, life, no one comes to God but by me. That's the only way you can get there. Nothing else. You can't work. You can't be good enough. You can't follow someone else. You've got to come through Christ. So, John 14, 6 says what? Let's start again. John 14, 6. It starts with Jesus says. Ready? John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's what he said. And I think he might have... I don't know if he put the, the punch on it there, but I did. Um, Romans 10, there's 9, 10, and 13, but we're only going to go through 13 because we're, y'all were too slow to remember everything right now. So we're just going to go through verse 13, and it says, For all who call... That's right, we're like a bunch of crows in here, just for a second. Where we? Okay, that one was a different one. Okay, so Romans 10, 13, let's just see if you can get it ready. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, now what are you doing? Like, all who call on the name of the Lord. That's the name of the Lord, right, sweetheart? Um, yeah. Why, this is Lord. Right? Lord. It's like sign language Lord. This is name or something like okay, that. We're not, that's too confusing, but you can do it if you're advanced. You do this and then this. Okay, Advanced people, Dan people, this is all you do. Okay? <laughs> the name of the Lord will be, you're taking a 
a life raft preserver, someone's drowning, and you throw it, but you're way high from the boat, it's going to take a while for it to hit the water. Save, okay? And so that's why we do it that way. Are you ready? Uh, Romans 10, 13. For all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what you need. Now, okay. All through Romans, Romans 3, 23 says, For all. Oh. <laughs> Let's try it again. Ready? For all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23 says, Is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what you okay. Then John 14 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Okay. And then Romans 10 23 says, For all who call. On the name of the Lord will be saved. Sit down. Good. It's always good to go through that every now and then. And we're going to come back to that because there's a point of, of why we did that tonight. Now, everybody, that was fun. Focus, if you will, with me. That'd be good. A few weeks ago, we, we talked about a children's Bible story. It was about a man named who? Noah. Noah. Well-known story. The kid's story is always cute. The giraffe always sticks out of the boat. The boat's always a cute little boat. You know, we, we had, we, I won't say the name of my firstborn, but when he was born, we had that stuff in his crib, and it was, it was cute stuff. But as we, I'm not pointing anybody out, as, as, as we... As we read the story, it, the boat didn't look like that. There was a lot more to the story. It was actually a story of wrath and redemption, God redeeming the earth um, and making it right again, and God saying he will not do that again. So it's a very intense story. We're going to look at one more story t- tonight. We'll start it tonight. It's going to take us five weeks to go through. And it's a kid's story again. It's the story of Jonah. Jonah was a prophet, but he never got it. Anybody else know, know that song? Okay. Oh, Karen did. Okay. I didn't expect Karen, but we'll take it. Okay. Story of Jonah. When I say to you the word Jonah in the book of, of, of Jonah, what do you think about? What do you think about? Whale. The whale. It didn't even say it's a whale. Just like it says it's a, a giant fish. We don't know if it was a whale or not. But we think of the whale, and most of you in this room right now think, well, I know the story. I know the story. It's about this guy and a uh, whale. But you know what? The whale is just a very small part of the story. The whale is actually a form of transportation of the story and a backdrop in the story. But it's just a very small spot in this story. The story of Jonah is about God pursuing an evil city. That God's love pursues those that don't love him. The story of, of, of Jonah is a follower of God that doesn't obey God. 
But God pursues him anyways. It's about the pursuit of God all throughout this book. So we're going to talk about it for four or five weeks. And we're going to sort of start tonight. We'll go through verses 1 through 6. And there's just some great truth of who God is in the story. Okay, And it matches up even with the verses that we just did. The that, right? And, and y'all, y'all did much better as you improved. Who wrote the book of Jonah? Jonah. Jonah wrote the book of Jonah. Yes, we, we, we believe that Jonah um, wrote the book of Jonah. And when did he write the book? Anybody have any clue? A long time ago. long time ago in the galaxy far, far. Not really. It was here in our galaxy. It was around 800 B.C. Okay, so this is going on 3,000 years ago. Not quite 3,000 years ago, but um, it was very, very long ago. Now, is this story... Of Jonah, is it a parable? Is it an allegory? Or is it a historical story? Historical story. Hmm. Very interesting. You know, in the world we live in, this is probably the most controversial book in the Word of God where folks say, well, this cannot be true. This story cannot be true. Um, It's impossible to be true. Do you understand in this story, Jonah is alive in a fish for three days. There's no way that can be true. Now, can I be honest with you? all When I read the Word of God, there's so much more than that which I would go for that can't be true. Like, Lazarus, come forth from the dead. Ah, it comes forth, right? Now, y'all see Walking Dead and y'all think, oh, that's real, okay? But it's not. Um, When I, I think of stuff impossible in the Word of God, I think... Of in Acts 3 and 4, a blind man um, from birth being made whole where he can see again. I can see another blind man with mud getting stuck in his eyes, and because mud gets stuck in his eyes twice, he can see clearly. I think of impossible things of 5,000 men being fed with, was it five loaves and two fish? I've seen y'all eat. <laughs> that wouldn't cut for y'all at all. With tons left over. There's a lot of impossible things. And we go, oh, that, that can't be. But I don't know about you, but I believe all that stuff. And we're going to go into the story of this guy in a whale. Is it wild? Is it something that is, God would have to do something for this to work? Yes and yes. And I think God does. So as we look at this story, the, the, the characters that are in the story, the place that is in the story is all historically set. It's real places. Jo- jo- Jonah is even spoken about in 2 Kings. Okay? And, 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 uh, and so the kingdom where he goes, it, it talks about that. So this is a historical story. Don't miss that. So... There's two points for tonight, and, and it's, it's 7.30 already, and we're going to run through these two points, so don't worry, I'm not like just starting to get into the text, because we're just going to take, take a look at it, because it, it's, it's important stuff. The first point is this, and it affects you, so pay attention, guys. When God, many times, I'll say this, many times when God calls, we run. I don't know about you, but many times when God calls for you to do something or speak to someone or do something, we have excuses and we get out of there. Look at the story, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amatiah, 
saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. The word Lord, Lord speaks to to Jonah. We know that Jonah is a prophet because the word of the Lord, God speaks to him. And God speaks to his prophets for them to speak to the rest of the world, to tell his truth to the rest of the world. Now Jonah, he says, I want you to go to this city and speak my truth to them. And Jonah gets out of there. Now, let me share some things about the city of Nineveh. Uh, It's an ancient Assyrian city, very large, very evil. Um, If you watch the VeggieTales Jonah story, who who here has seen that? They were known as fish slappers in that story, and that's pretty intense for VeggieTales. That's almost as, as evil as they get. They were fish slappers. Mean people. Now, let me tell you some, some, some real things. They would take pe- people and take them out into the desert. They'd bury them up to their neck. They would take a spike and stick it through their tongue into the ground so they could not close their mouth. And they'd just wait for them to die. Most people would not, they would go mad and insane before they died, the way these people would treat them. They were evil and, and, and wicked people. Um, so I want you to understand, Jonah hears this. I want you to go to that great city and call out against it. Tell them to repent. Tell them what they're doing is wrong. And he's thinking, no way. Two, two things could, be, could go on here. One, he's scared. You don't know what they do to people. God, you don't know what they do. And you know what? We face the same thing here, right? I mean, they're not going to bury you to your neck over there and put something through your tongue and make you die. But it's going to feel like it at times. I mean, you're going to feel attacked. You're going to feel hurt. He didn't want to go. And he didn't want to go there too, things, because they were evil and wicked. They didn't love God. They didn't deserve the love of God. And I don't know about you, but I've known quite a few folks where I thought, oh, they don't even deserve the love of God. And then God would say to me, well, Dan, do you deserve the love of God? And I'll go, oh, I know I don't deserve the love of God. So that's why he didn't want to go there. Now, Tarshish is a believed to be an ancient city that was um, in southern Spain. Far, It was almost as far away as he could get in the known world. He wanted to get away as far as he could. So he gets on this boat, pays the fare, and he runs away. Um, so he's running away from God, from what God wants him to do. Now, as we talk through this text, understand, can I tell you, guys and girls and men and, and women that are in this room, there's stuff that God calls us to all the time. And we can choose to follow and obey, and it could be give and help them out. It could be eat lunch and talk with them. It could be... Um, Invite them to church and, and sit by them when they come and talk to them about who God is. It could be just, just talk about Christ. There's so many ways that God speaks to us to obey Him and so many ways we, we miss out. Um, for many of you, your Nineveh is Yuli High School. 
for some in this room, some of you, man, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. For you, some of you, it could be Yuli Middle School. Because you made me come, man, you don't understand what they're like there. You don't understand what they say, how they talk, how they treat. I mean, it's just me. It's mean. It's hard. It, it's uh, scary. Um, and the truth is, this the same things that jo- jo- Jonah thought here in the text. We sort of think that stuff too. When I am, um, I don't know about you. But there's been many times in my life that I've I've run run from God. Allowed time when I was 18. 18. I've been a believer for two years, and um, God began to speak to me about um, being a youth pastor or being full time in a church. And I don't know, don't freak out, but I stutter. I know, I know. You're like going, what? Really, you? But I do. And I, and I did then. I thought there's no way I'll, I'll ever speak. I'll, I'll be a freak. God, that's not what I'm made to do. There's no way. And um, for two years, I moved out of my house. My parents had told me that I was going to start starting to pay rent. I said, pay rent? Ha! I'll get my own place. I, uh, I had a gate gas card that in six months I racked almost six grand, maxed it out on gate hot dogs and snacks because that was the only the money I had for food and I was too proud to go home. And uh, really hit rock bottom and did a lot of just, it was just a dumb stage in my life. But God used my stupidity and fling from what he was calling me to do to bring him back to himself to one day he said, hey, who made your tongue? Who, who made you the way you are? Am I not God? And I hit the point where it's like, I can't run anymore. I'd rather have God for me in the world against me than God against me in the world for me. So um, we, we all go go through that that um, that stuff. But can I tell you the best part of that story is is that even though I ran away, God pursued me. I look back and see so many times that God pursued me and put people in my life and didn't let me go and didn't let me run my way. So let's go to verse 4. And you see he runs, he gets on the boat, he goes in the boat. And verse 4, because the first point is, um, was that uh, when God calls, we run. The next point is that though, even though we run, God pursues. Even though we run, God pursues. Um, and that, take a look. Verse 4, But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to, to break up. The word phrase there is, is, is that the, the, the way that it's written in the Hebrew is that the ship thought that it, the ship, it, 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 it actually says the ship thought the ship was going to tear apart. It was so bad. It was just, it was creaking. It was, it, it was, it was beginning to tear up. Verse 5, Then the mar- mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God. And they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will... The, the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. God sends a great wind, not out of anger and wrath, that he had the right to do. He was going against them. Jonah was going against him. God had every right. If I was God, my story would go from verse 3, and God sent a great wind and crushed the ship, and Jonah and everybody died. 
The end. That's the way I would do it if I was God. Be glad that I'm not God. Okay? Amen. Amen. Okay? God is gracious. He know it. He sends a great wind and makes it very rough for them. And there's times in your life, can I tell you, God will allow your life to be very rough for you. He will allow your life to be rough. And you will think everybody's against you. You may even think God hates you. And it, it says... And the, the truth is, he doesn't do it out of wrath. He does it out of guidance and correction and discipline. Uh, the greatest way someone can show love to you, especially at the age that you're at, is correction and, and love to guide you, to, to help you. That, that's, I know some of you going, you're smoking crack. I'm, I'm really not. It's true. Am I starting to bleed to death yet? Am I good? No. Okay, good. I'm feeling weak and dizzy. Um, we see at the end of this part, the captain is desperate. Before that, we see that the, the men on the ship, have you ever seen, imagine way back then, men who live on, on the ship, are they the type of guys going, Hello, welcome to our ship. Would you like a sport or tell you? You can sit right here. I mean, are, are they going to be gracious men? And, and No, no. They're, they're probably tough men who go out and see for months at a time. That's probably not a great life to live. Your lifespan is probably not real long if you live out on the sea. Very tough life, very rough men. And it says in verse like 4 that they're calling out to their God, begging to their gods because they're scared they're going to die. Great, strong, brave men. God's storm terrifies everybody. Everybody. That's how big our God is. Don't, don't miss that fact. Story. And so the captain of the ship, who, who, who's the head of it, comes down to this guy who's paid the fare going, hey, 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 wake up, buddy. Now, how is he asleep on the ship? I don't know, but he's sleeping on the ship. Wakes him up and says, pray to your God. Do whatever you do. Pray to your God. They are desperate men because our God is such a big God. And he's doing it not to be me because he's go- going after someone that he, he, he loves. Now, did God have to use jo- Jonah? No. Does God have to use you? No. Does God have to use me? No. Not a bit. Does he choose to? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because Not because you're the only one that can do it, but he says you're worth it. He looks at you and me and says, Hey, you know what? Your life more is, is more than eat, drink, and be merry. It's about my glory. It's about my honor. It's about to spread my name. Um, the fact that God chose to pursue us, man, it should make us live a little bit di- di- different. So let me close with this. What area of your life right now is like Jonah? God is calling you to live this way. And you're going that way. Just take a minute to think. Y'all chill out right there. All right? Think about it. Disobedient fleeing from God. Can I tell you this? For some of you, and he may begin to, and I believe it's true, God may begin to speak to some of you about full-time Christian service. That may not be serving the church. It could be as a missionary around the world. And things are going to come. You're going to think, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. And the world is going to get loud and mean. And then you'll you'll go, I just can't do it. But sometimes we run that way, sort of like I did for two years. And go, there's just no way. This can't be right. I'm just not equipped to do it. And God's saying, but I called you to do it. For some, um, 
for some of you, it's understanding that there's a cost to being a disciple of Christ. There's a cost to it. You can't. I, well, I'm a, if you are a follower of Christ, it, it, it's going to cost you in ways. There might be stuff in your life you've got to give. It could be a relationship you have with a guy or girl. Doesn't give God honor and glory. You said you've tried four times to go. Hey, we're not going to do that again. It's not going to work. And if if you really want to be obedient to God, you need to quit running away from Him and run to Him. It could be friends that you have that pull you down. Friends are one of the biggest things in our life. Peers that will drag us down and rock us and will convince us it's not worth it. Don't live for God. Just do this. It won't hurt you. Just this one time. Where are you you running away? For some, it could be just to share your faith. You might come in, you don't understand how hard it is to, to share my faith. You know, at school, at Nineveh, there. Yeah, I do. I understand it's hard to share it. Man, just share it and live it. In truth, I think right now we can all relate to this guy in the story that God spoke to in Iran. I think we all can, can do that. But understand this, this story about Jonah that we're going to be in for a, a few weeks isn't about so much a whale that eats a human who stays alive and then repents and turns to God and gets thrown up back on the shore and lives happily ever after. It's about God first pursuing evil men. That's the whole, the whole plot line of the story. That's why he does what he does, because God wants to... The evil men of Nineveh to repent. And God, you know what? God wants everybody that you see to know Him and to repent. But it's also about God pursuing us. Even when we disobey, especially I think when we disobey, He pursues us more just to live in right relationship with Him. So Jonah, really, this book's all about the pursuit of God. Not our pursuit, but pursuit of God. So I challenge you, we stopped at a weird point right there. The storm just hits. They wake him up. That's all, that's all we got. You're allowed to cheat and read on. I would actually be thrilled if you cheat and, and read ahead on and just get to know the story because we're just going to sort of work through because there's some huge truth about the greatness of God, what he thinks of you and me that I think will amaze you. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight. The chance to, to get in your word. Lord, I thank you that even though many times when you speak to us, we run that in the midst of our running that you pursue us. I thank you you don't give up on us. Lord, I pray for each one here, Lord. There's um, a specific needs in here and things that I don't know about, but you do. And I know, Lord, that you are big enough. You are bigger than anything that we face. And Lord, I just ask that you'll reveal yourself to each one here uh, and that your name will be made great uh, even at Yuli High School and Yuli Mid- Middle School. And uh, May we be a youth group that gives you honor and glory in everything that we do. Amen.